I can't take it anymore. Good afternoon, good evening, good day, and good morning, Blurtsters, wherever you are around the world. You are listening to the you. Blurt. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather, the Turbal people of Yagra land, as well as the Woiwurrung people of the Warrantiji land. We recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledge that they never ceded sovereignty. We respect all Turbal and Woiwurrung elders and ancestors and any First Nations people here today. Good evening. I'm Keely, And tonight we're having very, very interesting internet issues on the new blurt. But do stick with us and a video will occur hopefully very soon. Tonight I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country of the Kulin Nation of the Woiwurrung people. Sovereignty was never ceded, always has been, and always will be Aboriginal land. Unfortunately, many, many people around this wide brown country still don't understand that, which is a real shame. I'm not going to say anything else at the moment about the voice, but we will, um, we will obviously touch on it, but uh, not greatly. And then uh, we'll extend to why in a minute. Good evening. Wentz's, um, not Avatar, but uh, I don't know what to call it, really. Just Wentz's voice. <laughs> Good evening, Wentz's voice. Uh, my voice. Hello, this is the <laughs> Wentz's voice playing. Um, hello, hello. Um, before I get started, I want to acknowledge that I'm coming to you from the Jagra people. Uh, uh, the Jagra and Turbals people um, as the traditional custodians of Mianjin, the lands on which I'm coming to you live. I pay my respects to the Jagra and, and Turbal elders past, present and emerging. Um, if I feel a bit flustered, sorry, it is my computer. It's playing yes. up on me. Yeah, no, poor old so, Wentz having a few uh, problems up there in Queensland and not just because only about 25 or 30% of them voted yes. Um, <clears throat> a few other issues as well. Um, so look, well, hey, he's, he's got a video, video back. back. Yes. Well, I I'll can't see you, up. but no, no, but I'll give it a go. Here we go. Just see if I'm back. Ooh, oh, hey. I'm back as well. Yeah, that. that. Hey. The wonders of technology when it works. It's oh, amazing. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Good evening, you fellow. It's good to see you. Actually, see uh, you. It is physically uh, see you. Well, virtually see you. Yes, well, 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 no, no, virtually, I'm physically, virtually seeing you, absolutely. Um, Love your t-shirt, by the way, Tenacious. Yes, thing. yes, I've been very lucky. I've got to see them a couple of times in uh, concert. They're pretty amazing. Mm. But unfortunately, um, Jack has now surpassed Kyle on the size um, comparison. <laughs> and uh, he is concerning me slightly because I am concerned about his health and... Mm. Uh, I would like him to be around for a bit longer because he's a very funny talent. I assume Carl's his band partner? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Carl Gass. Yeah, Carl Gass and uh, Jack Black make up Tenacious D. And um, if you've never seen them in concert, do so if you can. They're very, very good. And if you haven't seen Pick a Destiny, go and have a look at that. That's a bit of fun. If you don't like uh, Tenacious D, don't don't do that. You won't enjoy it. Um, (laughs) So... But uh, no, very good, very good. So look, we've, obviously we need to touch on it. We've got uh, obviously little bits in our show and um, yes to that question. And um, uh, 
Uh, yeah, we've got obviously our title and uh, we're feeling a bit flat from it. Uh, Wentz and I put a lot of effort in. We, we uh, have indelible Indigenous on this program and have had for a very long time on the new blurt and we really believe in the um, First Nations of this country and we know how much they've, uh, they've given and continue to and uh, we, we stand with them in solidarity of being particularly pissed off, although obviously we are like, lucky to be privileged and white that uh, we're not in the situation of actually feeling totally rejected by land they've actually lived in for 65,000 years. So um, I don't want to say too much more about that because we will actually do more on this. I think we're going to do more next week, uh, Wednesday, yeah? Mm-hmm, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if people know out there, but... Um... A lot of the First Nations groups have asked for a week of silence um, to grieve the the result. So we will respect that, um, despite all the work we've done, like you said. And um, yeah, it's a shame we got the result that we got. Um, yeah, we did. But what we will do is next week we'll have the indelible Indigenous. We'll we'll break it down. We'll go through it. We'll see where things were. Um, you know good for the, the First Nations in this country and, um, yeah, which uh, which electorates are really uh, a long way behind and maybe why. So that's probably enough on The Voice for this week. But one thing I do want to talk about, and you're probably not quite across this, but Poland has an election in in a week's time. Didn't see that. And it's important. Now, the reason it's important is because Poland has quite an authoritarian regime for their um, administration, runs their country, so much so that that they're publicly xenophobic. So it's basically like one nation. Oh, right. Ruling Australia. So that's um, that's how bad it is. Imagine that. Yeah, it's not good. They've they've been in power since 2015. Um, They've implemented a number of core policies such as increasing social welfare and spending and promoting traditional values. As soon as they say traditional values, that's where I go. Uh, Which which decade are we talking about? 50s, 60s, that type of values? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. When you start, when people Mm. start to say traditional values, I'm like, yeah, okay, from, as you say, what fucking tradition. Anyway, they've also been critical of the European Union and they've opposed immigration from Muslim-majority countries. I think you get the gist. They're sort of basically like the worst part of the Republican Party in Poland. Wow. But um, saying a lot. Yeah. But <clears throat> the, good, the good thing is, the good thing is um, uh, they're getting really um, uh, run for their money in uh, next week. In fact, so much so that they're really not sure who's going to win this election. And the other uh, party that is, um, or the other um, uh, group that's coming uh, up against them is called, I can't find what the other party's called, unfortunately. But there's a real uncertainty about the election results. But and, And the only thing with that is that if... They don't get an outright majority, then they'll do the old um, Trump tactics of um, oh, it's been stolen. Um, count count the votes again. Yeah, all that stuff. All <laughs> that stuff. All yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that old trick. Of this, I reckon. 
Because that party is totally against the authoritarian party. So if they've got in, that'll be brilliant for Poland. Well, there you go. So lucky that um, they've gone the right way of history then. (laughs) Well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Zelensky was, as you could imagine, particularly concerned because Mm -hmm. um, they're so close, um, you know, when it comes to the war, et cetera, especially when it comes to allies and things like that and the authoritarian authoritarian regime, as you could probably imagine, is uh, more, is happier to deal with Russia. Mm. So Poland had been supporting Ukraine the last 18 months or so. That's true, but uh, I think they were starting to to walk it back. So yeah, um, yeah. So that is that is good news. That is good news. Um, it just says here tensions over economic assistance to Ukrainian refugees and historical grievances, potential implications of the PIS Confederation coalition on Polish Ukrainian relations. So that was going to be an issue if they if the PIS got back in, but it looks like they didn't, which is fantastic. And again, we were just saying before, the changes in Poland's stance towards Ukraine. So, yeah, so this looks like a good thing for Poland. Um, yeah. I'll, um, I, will fo- I will follow this up and get even more information going forward. So just to be really interested to know exactly who got in and, and what they stand for and, and what it looks like for the party go- of the country going forward. Um, country going forward, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, what else I like uh, the, happened? Um, I like the name. I like the name of the um, the the outgoing ruling right wing party. Um, trans, um, the acronym is PIS, so piss. <laughs> that's quite funny. Yes, it's 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 quite good. It's um it's quite apt, really, isn't it? I've got a couple of other things uh, in banter. But um, no, something that I heard, I think it was only last week or last, I think it happened a month ago, but I only actually found out about a couple of weeks ago. But I think this is pretty cool. I'll see if I can get this to... um... Hey, that's too dangerous. Don't be doing that. Yeah, she's right. What a wild scene in Florida as a group of manages to help save a lashing shark that was stranded on a beach. The woman who took this video says that she was swimming along Pensacola Beach last week when her husband that. spotted the shark in the water. She said it was swimming a giant the shore shark. very quickly before it beached itself. Her husband and some other men dragged that shark back pod, into the water and they say the shark stayed nearby for a while before be finally swimming out to sea. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a great white. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a big animal. I don't know if I'd want to get that close, Sherry. Right. I know. I, I would steer far away. Ooh, ooh. This, this video is... Yeah, it's just too close for me. Those those teeth are just... Oh, look, it's like razors. I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but uh, how good are those people, though? I mean, seriously, yeah, to, to think brave. about the animal. Yeah, to think about the animal, basically like a whale, just beaching themselves. Mm. And um, yeah, trying to uh, try to help them back in the water. I just think it's a beautiful thing to do. So good on you, humankind. Got, yeah, exactly. I assume it got saved and it just disappeared into the deep blue sea yonder. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent correct. That is exactly what did happen. Um, it just uh, they were just saying on the video. Oh, there you go. Here comes Poopy. Um, so yeah, no. So yeah, so it. it for whatever reason, it swam all the way into the beach, and one of the ladies was walking along. 
<laughs> There's something you don't see every day. <laughs> no, there is something you definitely don't see every day. And then these really good Samaritans tried to get it back out. It took them a while to drag it out, as you'd imagine. It's a really, really heavy animal. And mm. obviously it's got really sharp teeth. But they eventually did. And good on mm. them. They were able to drag it back in. And then it eventually swam out to sea, which I thought was absolutely beautiful. So I was, um, I was pretty happy about that. I hope I hope that shark learned a lesson and and tells all other sharks do not eat humans because they are actually quite nice people. So, no more. Yes, banned. yes, that, that no is humans true. for you. No, that's exactly. Right. Well, to be honest with you, though, the only time they eat you is when you go into their area. Mm. Just keep out of their area; they won't eat you. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, they'd be culling sharks. They'd be doing things like that. Just don't fucking surf in that area. Yeah. Um, so somewhere else. If the shark's there, well, too bad. You're gonna have to mm. just suck it up. So, but anyway. yeah, fun as it is being um, in the ocean, that you are in their territory, even if you are only 50 meters away from the beach, wherever. Yeah, of course, of yeah. course. I mean, if there's lots of people around and it comes that close, that's a little bit different. But you know, mm. but actually, talking about that, what's really interesting, just um, apropos, um, is that I, I think I was mentioning this a little while ago. Just recently, they've had um, temperature gauges on the water, on the ocean um, that surrounds Florida, mm-hmm. and it peaked at 33 degrees. Wow. Now, as you know, sharks don't like cold water. They love warm yeah. water. Yeah. So Which that's going to be sharks. a real problem for Florida mm. going forward if that's, yeah, if that's the case. Yeah. So, well, and not just them, you know, everyone else as well. But, yeah, um, or it just yeah, anywhere else around the world where it's yeah. getting warmer. Absolutely, absolutely. But on the other side of this, we'll come back with across the dots. Hey, this is Hannah Melville Ray from the Australia Institute. I'm listening to the new blurt with Wensi and the Kexta, and you should be too. It's on Tuesday nights, live from around 8 p.m. When you give blood, you're more than just a blood donor. You're the lifeblood of Australia. Search Give Blood and book your donation with Australian Red Cross Lifeblood today. Give life. Give blood. Yo, Wolf, Wincy and the Kickster on Across the Dutch on your Zealand. It'd be landing. It's a good that, sting, that one. It is, it is a good one. And sometimes I do feel a little bit bad. But anyway, um, I, will, uh, I will continue. Uh, so if you have been in a bubble or you have been in Australia and you've been consumed by the voice vote this uh, last weekend on the same weekend um new zealand went to the polls and last time new zealand went to the polls it was an overwhelming thumping by jacinda ardern getting a labor majority it's slightly different this time people Mm. slightly different indeed and um 
uh, seat by seat. I might even be able to just uh, throw this up if I can. I'll I'll try the media spot we've got up there, Wincy. There we go. Here yep, we go. See that. Um, so you can see this is actually quite a nice little uh, website because if we go here, you can see straight away the National Party and how many seats they have at the moment. Now, the National Party is the right wing uh, in New Zealand. I don't think they're quite as right wing as the National Party here. Um, but to be honest with you, the National Party is not fully right wing. That's probably not fair to say. The One Nation uh, is definitely yeah, right wing. Yeah, much more right. That's yeah. Right. But the National is sort of conservative slash uh, centre right, if you like, I suppose. Mm. Um, anyway, as you can see, they've got 50 out of a total of 121 seats. Now, you need to have a majority, you need 61 um, seats because obviously there's 121. At the yeah. moment, obviously, they don't have that. But if you look at Labor, Labor's only got 34 which means that Ooh. they had majority last time. So, Ooh. yeah, they've lost 27 seats. Wow. They have lost That's a huge loss, isn't it? Massive, massive. And um, they think that a few of the uh, reasons is, one, the Green Party didn't do as well as they thought it would. Mm -hmm. They thought it would have, I think, up to 18 seats, but it's only got the 14, as you can see there. Yeah. Um if you're not following this on the pod, obviously, because I'm talking about things we're looking at, the, the links will be in the show notes. So um, you will be able to follow along if you have a look at the links while you listen to the pod at the same time. Um, now, this is the interesting one. Canberra. This is cool. Yeah, I know. It's Canberra, I it ACT. Was, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I get confused whenever I see this one. <laughs> yes, I know. The thing is, it's called the ACT Party. It is the, uh, I think it's Aotearoa Conservative something or other. I think, look, don't hold me to that. I know it's Conservative something, but uh, we will definitely uh, deep dive into that a little bit more in a minute. But as you can see, they've got 11 seats. So if you put 11 seats with 50, that gives you 61, which gives Just them direct the majority to rule New Zealand. Majority rule the world. No, to, to rule, rule or is it or is it a yes. coalition? Uh, well, it will be a coalition between those two. Yeah, um, and I will explain a few things in a minute that will make that not particularly good for quite a lot of people. Um, farmers will like it, obviously. Um, now, you may or may not be aware, but um, New Zealand, I think, is one of the only places in the world that have put um, emission taxes on their farmers. All oh, right. I think we've talked about this before. I think we might have. I think it's got a biomethane tariff or something, something along those lines. And um, I know that many of, obviously, the farmers are unhappy, and I know that many of the sort of conservative politicians, these type of people, are not happy as well. But I'll, I will say a little bit more on that in a minute, and it is not good news. So... <laughs> I just thought I would mention that. Um, we will have a look at the ACT Party in a second. I uh, called the ACT Party, not ACT. And they, the other one is New Zealand First. Now, New Zealand First is run by a guy called Winston Peters. As you can see, they've got eight seats there. Um, Winston Peters, um, the first time round, yeah. Oh, really? Really? Okay. Um, <laughs> I know what the, you're saying. What? Why yes. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Sorry, Wentz putting up a few messages. I'm looking at him going, I can't believe that's what the ACT Party stands for because that is the most conservative 
boring I could ever think of. But anyway, and what does it stand for? Seeing as you just mentioned it, well, if it's if if you're on the money and you haven't googled something wrong, it's the Association of Consumers and Taxpayers. But I find that amazing. If that's what mm. the party's called, that yeah. just sounds incredible. It does does uh, not. It does, and I don't like to doubt you for a second because you are very, very good on your research, but uh, that just sounds weird. Uh, but again, coming back to New Zealand uh, first, New Zealand first ran by Winston Peters. Winston Peters has been doing it for a long time. He is quite an interesting cat, and um, he's got some interesting ideas, not particularly progressive. Um, and uh, Jacinda Ardern the first time, because they ended up being in for eight years or something, I think, um, the first time uh, she had to depend on Winston Peters to form government. The That's second right. time when she got in, she didn't have to. She was uh, her own majority. Uh, but he's been doing this for decades of elections, uh, uh, Winston Peters and his mm. New Zealand First. A lot of people, um, as you can see, it's only eight seats. So as you can see, it's not a huge representative, but the ones that do represent it, um, they, uh, many people that know about it and don't vote for it, don't particularly like its ideals and ideal ideologies, etc. So um, there was a poll on do you think it's going to be good or bad if New Zealand first are the um, balancing power? And the poll sort of came out on the affirmative it was bad. So mm. that just gives you a little bit of an idea. The, um, on... The uh, yeah, is that like having Clyde Palmer as being the um, mediator or or the third party in a coalition? Second Look, it's it's a good comparison. Um, it's not quite as bad as that, but yeah, you you're not you know you're not too far, not too far off far away yeah. from. No, you're not too far off at all. So yeah, I would say you are pretty close, pretty close on that one. So in big bold letters. Election 23, uh, 2023 Act promises to scrap several climate change policies. So that sounds Such good, as. doesn't it? Which Such as policies, all of them? Well, his party's climate policies include repealing the Zero Carbon Act. Great, because it yep. doesn't exist. Yep, which requires the government to set an emissions reduction plan and trying New Zealand's emission cap to those of its trading partners. The other thing uh, they were trying to do is, uh, oh, costly, irrational climate change response. All, all the Greens voted for the Zero Carbon Act. The parties on the left-right plans to tax farmers when no country in the world has put a price on, there it is, biogenic methane. We are just talking about it a second ago. All political parties except ACT are asking New Zealand to go further and faster in cutting emissions than our trading partners. So the result is the families will pay more for food, energy, blah, 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 have less money to deal with the cost of living crisis, blah, 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 blah. But what they're forgetting is the, the operative word there is living. And if you don't do mm. anything about climate change by 2030, your um, standard of living will be slightly lower. And completely under stress. And maybe underwater. Weather or prices <laughs> gone up yeah. or availability of food products yeah. if we don't do anything about all this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So, Crazy. So this is, yeah, this is what the ACT Party stand for. The National Party is similar to the ACT Party, but just not quite as um, right-wing. They really are a, a, a right-wing party. 
his party would also repeal the oil and gas ban. Right. 100% renewable electricity generation, the clean car discount, and any spending on mitigation in areas that are covered by the ETS. Right. So oh, yeah. back to fossil fuels, full on. Yeah. yeah. They have Excellent. no effect on climate change because the ETS already has capped emissions. Yeah, you're a genius, mate. Yeah, you know everything you're talking about. No doubt about it. So instead of wasting billions on mitigation in areas already covered by the ETS, ACT will focus on building resilient infrastructure that can cope with climate change. Yeah, okay. Roads, bridges, ports, stormwater infrastructure requires billions of dollars over the next decade to future-proof our towns. Yeah, well, maybe if you cut down a few uh, fossil fuels, you wouldn't have to worry so much. ACT will share GST with... Now, the thing about New Zealand, it's an interesting cat of a country because their um, in uptake of solar is, is, is basically nil. Oh, really? Jeez, yeah, on, on, on roofs, yeah. They don't. I don't I, they're more on hydro. They do do more on hydro. Right. That makes sense considering the fault line and everything else that they've got going yeah. in that country. Yeah. But um, there are plenty of places um, up north in the north of the South Island. I always get this wrong. I think that's right, though. North of the South Island or <laughs> south of the North Island, one or the other, um, that have a lot of sunshine. And okay. in those areas, they would benefit highly. One, if they could find some area where they could put maybe a solar farm in. Mm -hmm. And two, if all those people started uh, putting solar on the roofs. But I don't think they have any scheme like we do here. Mm. Um, and it's, they don't have a government scheme to back it either. Yeah. So anyway. So, it wouldn't surprise me that um, hydro would probably be a lot more cost effective compared to setting up. Um, a solar farm. Oh, yeah. Infrastructure for what they don't already have. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It makes sense. They've got all the infrastructure mm. for hydro, et cetera. So, yeah. So that makes sense. Um, that makes total sense. But yeah, I thought I'd just bring it to people's um, because because it'll be interesting because we've had a really good relationship with New Zealand for a long time. Even though we had Scummo as um, mm. Prime Minister and yeah. even though Howard stepped back all of the immigration, especially for the New Zealanders in this country. Like Ness, my, my partner, could have been, I mean, she's been here forever and she's made money here and kids and all the rest of it. And she could have become came a citizen quite a while ago, but by the time she sort of got around to it, what, which was she didn't have a very much of a window. And then by the time she was going to do it, they changed it totally. And Howard changed it totally. And he, and he, and he turned nearly a million Kiwis into SV, SCV visa holders, which is special. It's a special SCV, special consideration visa or something. And it was for Kiwis that have been here for a certain amount of time, like a long time, et cetera, mm. et cetera. Because, but what it did was it meant that they couldn't, like, so during COVID, Ness couldn't get any COVID payments or anything like that from work mm -hmm. or those sort of things. She can't get a pension or that sort of stuff because obviously she's not a citizen. But the reason mm. she's not a citizen is because they had all these super stupidly hard, rules and laws that made it really hard to become a citizen if you were on this particular visa it was easier for mick to become a citizen than it was right. ness yeah wow yeah 
Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was totally ridiculous. But with Albo uh, coming in, he changed all the laws. Just made it easier. Made it far easier. Yeah. And it, all, it also meant that when Kiwis came here from New Zealand, they could, if they wanted to, they could, they could grab Medicare and those sort of things, oh, those right. sort of things a lot faster. So yeah. ScoMo, et cetera, didn't, and, and Howard and the whole, that, you know, the whole Liberal Party, they didn't accept, they wouldn't accept that with, with Kiwis mm. coming over. But that whole time, the recip, uh, reciprocity, I think it's called, with New Zealand was that if you go to New Zealand, you'll be covered straight away. And within two years, you can become a citizen type thing. Yeah. It was just it just it's such an unfair playing field, and why Australia did that, especially with uh, a really close neighbour. I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't know. Especially when we uh, decide to claim New Zealand celebrities as our own, like Cal uh, Wilson. Rusty, Cal Wilson, uh, rest in peace, Vale. Cal Wilson, uh, very sad indeed. When we when I heard that last week, um, my eyes. She was quite nice funny lady that one uh, she was well everything i heard about her was that she was just the most beautiful person you could ever meet and the funniest and smartest as well mm. you know so the real apparently what i the little bits that i heard was it was an aggressive cancer mm. like stupidly yeah. so yeah, yeah. But, she, but same as you i think i nearly broke down had a cry as well it's mm. um yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You you sort of when you follow these, or you I like I, I've been watching Cal for probably best part of twenty years, I suppose. And when you do those sort of things, you sort of feel like you have not a friendship, but there is a relationship because you've seen yeah. it so many times, and you just yeah, exactly. You, you know, so yeah, it's yeah, that's pretty sad, no doubt about it. And uh, but what I was going to say was interesting because I heard so many times she was called an Australian comedian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we we're happy to claim claim mm-hmm. them as our own, but yeah, if we don't treat them the same as Kiwis do of us when we go over yeah. there, yeah, yeah, it's a bit unfair. Yeah. It so, is pretty unfair. It is pretty unfair. But that's where Jacinda was really good, and with Albo because they, you know, they had a good relationship, and mm. so that worked really well. They were yeah. able to nut out that deal, etc. But what my point is that with the National Party and with the ACT Party. And now you've got Albo in here. I don't know how. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how that relationship's going to go. Might have to know. visit it in a few months' time and see where it's at and see if, yeah. if the relationship is just as strong and continuing or whether, yeah, things have changed for the better or worse. The Australia Institute produces high-quality research that has real-world impact, whether it's revealing the $10.3 billion in fossil fuel subsidies provided by federal and state governments last year, or our long-standing research advocating for a federal anti-corruption commission with real teeth, we change minds. To donate, head on over to australiainstitute.org.au. Hi, it's Ashley Fizeme here, and you're listening to The New Blurt with Wacey and Kexter. So that was Ash Fiesman. Yes, it was. That one. Yes, it was. And I did say a little while ago that um, we should have him back on the uh, on the um, on the blurt soon, on the new blurt soon. Um, and not as in we should have him. I uh, in quotes we should have him. <laughs> I've spoken yeah. to him, so he should be coming on. But uh, he's just had a lot happening, so I will reach out to him and get him back on because he's always. Mm. Fun yeah. to talk to, and he's had so much going on lately. So, 
I think he's um, become a, an Aussie citizen since we last spoke to him. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. And he actually talked about a little bit, uh, talked about his Aus citizenship when he was on the um, pod um, last time he was around. Oh, so, did he? Um, yes, yeah. I can't remember exactly so, what we talked about, but yeah. Yeah, no, no. Um, but uh, yeah, but I know lots of stuff has happened since then. I think he's done festivals and cruises mm. and everything. In fact, I think he came, I think he was on the show once and he was actually on a cruise in his room. Yeah, or about was... to go on a show or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. And when I say on a cruise, obviously, I mean he's working on the the cruise ship, etc. Mm. He's um he's done that uh, quite quite a bit um in his life. Um, but yeah, now but but now he's touring all around Australia, etc. Et so anyway, we will we will uh, follow that up and get him on. Now it's time for Green. There, done that. Instant. But these fires are certainly not a function of climate change. They're just a function of life in Australia. Why would a scientist want to change people's vote? I mean, this, this is, the, the, you saw the spin over the past week as they drip fed. The poll that came the, out last month, which found one in four Americans is sceptical about the effects of climate change. And this issue's been exaggerated. It's cold. You're listening to Green There, Done That. On the new blurt with Wincy and the Kexer. And tonight I thought I might talk about electric bikes. Ooh, because, um, as we know, they're, yeah, 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 absolutely. Because, as we know, they're particularly good for the environment. Now, they can start from a dodgy sort of model at around about the 2K mark, $2,000. Um, they can range, well, they can range up to $20,000. Mm. Um, which is which is a lot more money, <laughs> and <laughs> um, and and sort of the the middle range, which is not bad, is about five k. So I think the one that um, Marta Francisco is uh, modelling, if you like, I think that's around mm -hmm. the five k mark, I believe. Yeesh, but wow. um, okay. yeah, but but the situation is that they're getting really popular because if if you think about it. They do pay for themselves, as the title says. $5,000, $6,000, right, for a bike, it, it sounds like a lot. But if you're not paying any petrol or anything and it's getting to where you want to get to and you can get your shopping and all those sort of things and mm. it's better for the environment, in the long run, it's a good option, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, as long as, you know, if you can swap it out with your partner, because like a lot of the times, many, many people, and you see them all the time, when they're in a car, there's only one person in that car. Exactly. Yep. Or you might you do the, um, the the quick car trip to the local shopping centre and not really buy anything and you come back empty-handed or you've just bought something small which you could easily bring back on your bike. So all those little things, if you plan ahead, definitely cost uh, save you money. Oh, look, absolutely, and so much better for the environment. And mm. um, and the other thing with that as well is, I mean, obviously, if it's raining and stuff, well, you might get wet. Yeah. But, I mean, they did all this in the old days, um, Wincy. You know, I mean, mm. they didn't have electric bikes. But they just rode ones without an engine. Yeah. I, I think it's time that we, we probably do need to regress a little bit because, as we know, I mean, it's funny. I was talking to someone about this the other day. Um, we think about petrol being expensive, right, at, Two dollars a liter or whatever it is. Two dollars um, forty. Try that in uh, Brisbane. Okay, two dollars forty. And <laughs> um, and if you go to New Zealand, it's three dollars plus. Wow. And it has been like that for a while. But 
I maintain that that is still very, very cheap. And I'll tell you why. Mm. Because that oil came from billions of years of being underground before it was dug up. Mm. And you cannot put a cost on how many billions of years it took to make that oil. That is so true. And if you make it too cheap, everyone's just going to ride drive cars and stuff and you just burn even more and get rid Correct. of it. Correct. Really, we should be paying 10 bucks a litre for um, petrol. I know that sounds mm. ridiculous and anyone who heard that would go, you are an idiot. I'm never <laughs> listening to you. And that's fair enough. But the, but the fact is that if we don't do things differently, we are stuffed. Um, mm. It was really, Really interesting, though. I, I will definitely get onto these e-bikes, but as we always digress. But it was it was interesting. I was listening to a potty today, and this guy was talking about, and this will blow you away. Mm. How much do you think, as a percentage of GDP, the world needs to spend to stop the world being in catastrophic climate change situation? Is that overall to to actually? implement new things well in invest in new technologies in, and okay. renewables and all those like all green mm. technology things that are definitely going to put us in the right to stop it from getting to one point um any you know any larger than 1.5 degrees i would say maybe one or two percent well you are, are very good because they have done a lot of um uh, research etc mm. they came out at two percent like, the world so my, my, my theory is that it doesn't cost much to implement some of these systems like potentially solar, wind and other things. Um, and then obviously as you're decarbonizing or getting rid of mining, that also counteracts a lot of that, that spend. That's my theory. Yeah, no, well, well I, 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 absolutely. Uh, uh, the uh, global GDP, I think, is $85 trillion. Mm-hmm. So if you 2% that, I think it works out to like $1.7 trillion or something, mm-hmm. which sounds like a lot of money. But as he was saying, one of the first things you could do, and it would make a ginormous impact on the earth, is to buy the Amazon rainforest and don't allow anyone to do anything to it anymore. Really? Wow. Because $800 billion, you could buy the rainforest. Brazil government would be happy with that. Mm, they would. They would. <laughs> and so would the indigenous uh, tribes who live there. Absolutely. Absolutely. But so would the world because, as you mm. know, the Amazon um, uh, forest is the world's biggest carbon sink. Yeah. yeah and exactly. um, and they're killing it. And mm. so it, it was really, really interesting. And 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 it gets more interesting because in, um, in World War II, America spent 36% of their GDP on World War II to win the war. Wow. But they can't spend two fucking percent to save their whole country. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, um, but and, and uh, they, sorry, go for it. Oh, you go first. No, all I was going to say is they spent 14% of GDP in COVID times. Right. And in the GFC times, I think they spent 6%. Or eight percent or something on on climate um, no no in in the GFC on 
you know, the banks that were too big to fail, et cetera. They had to uh, right. Yes. Yep. Yep. So they spent about 6% of GDP doing that. Wow. So we are only talking 2%, 2%. of GDP yeah. to stop that catastrophic climate change. Yeah. It's wow. It doesn't take much. It just takes some balls and um, you've got to stand up to some of these big multinationals who want to keep burning all that fossil fuel. Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, mm. with you saying it doesn't take much, um, I actually meant to men uh, mention this in banter and I forgot, but we're in green there, done that. So I'll mention it here. Killarney in Ireland mm -hmm. just became the first Irish town to go um, reusable, uh, disposable cup free. Sorry, not reusable, disposable cup for coffee cups nice. free. Excellent. Excellent. And they're, and they're trying to, um, they've got a couple of holdouts in the town, but most of them are pretty much, uh, they had a big meeting, a big council meeting, and they went to the um, small businesses, et cetera, and said, look, this is what this is what we need to do. Because because Kalani is such a place where pe people visit, right? They go to their, I think, to kiss the shamrock the, or something. The Blarney, the Blarney Stone. The Blarney Stone or Blarney? something. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I Which think I've that's done. right. I've done. Uh, oh, oh, wow. Nice job. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so 23,000 during tourist times, 23,000 disposable cups mm. per, per week. Per week. Per week. Wow. I know. And so they just went, nah, this is enough. And so, um, yeah, so good on Kalani. And they're yeah, trying well to now slowly but surely push it out through, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, through Ireland. And I just so wish we would do that here. Mm. Um it does take a lot. It just takes balls. That's all it takes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you it's know. just a mindset change. It's like the plastic mm. bags. People are up in arms. Oh, no, we're going to lose our plastic bags. But you make do. You just prepare yourself. You take your bags with you. And and then you buy the paper bags if, if you run short. Simple. Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I am not sure about you, but me, for the longest time, and obviously, I take my own bags, but I go one step further. I don't use any plastic bags when I'm there either. Mm. So all my fruit is loose and all my yeah. vegetables are loose. You know, I'm pretty loose. No, but all my stuff is... Um... <laughs> You're pretty loose. You're a loose cannon. <laughs> <laughs> um, all my stuff is loose. And, um, and yeah, so I, I try to cut down the punch. But it's interesting because you see people rock in, they're trying to do the right thing, and they're coming mm. in with their canvas bags, et cetera, and then they're just loaded up to the hilt with plastic bags of fruit yep. and everything else. I'm just like, yeah. you're not quite getting it yet. You're just That's not exactly. quite getting it. But, and the other um, thing you do that I noticed when I was there earlier this year, um, you take your con plastic containers for your um, deli goods like cheeses and whatever else you buy which is a great idea. Not many places allow you to do that. So that little supermarket you go to, uh, good on them for encouraging yeah. that. Well, well, absolutely. And the other thing I've started doing as well, as much as I love um, so many different types of cheeses, so many of them are in plastic. So uh, we've um, decided that we will buy like a brie round of because it's got that foil, you know, it's got the foil uh, around it. It's a full. Yep. So if it means I have to eat, that cheese instead of another cheese. Well, I'm just taking that option. Oh, it's a sacrifice someone's got to do. <laughs> I know it's it's such a such a freaking not even a first world problem. Is it like half a world problem? Yeah, exactly. Speaking of cheeses, um, yes. my youngest one, Luke, 
has uh, developed a penchant for uh, goat cheese. Oh. And and he keeps those little small blocks. They're, they're only, I don't know, 100 grams. 14 bucks? Down. Yeah, and he'll chow down that whole thing in, in one, one sitting. It's like, come on, mate, you've got to slow down on that. <laughs> it's going to eat us out of our home. Yeah, no, that very expensive goat's cheese mm. is not is not cheap. So, but actually, talking about not cheap, as I say, these bikes can range between five and twenty k, and um, but I mean, they don't cost you anything to run. So, uh -oh. pe people have been a little bit concerned in the past because they have had some fires at home. Mm -hmm. But they said that oh, with the batteries, yeah. But they said that's mainly because of people <laughs> cheap, cheaped out on the battery charger. Yeah, exactly um you know as long as you get good quality uh charger and and you get it set up properly um you you should be well and yeah, good but it, right and it would really be even better if you had solar charging it because then it would definitely be free oh yes absolutely absolutely yeah. but, but again not everyone can um afford solar as well as a, as a electric bike so yeah you know, sometimes you you know we're all trying to tr trying to do as much as we can, sort mm, of thing. But yeah, anyway, so so the thing with the e-bikes is um, apparently in the last couple of years um, they've uh, doubled the amount they're selling. Um, oh right. So yeah, I have so, been keen on getting one myself, um, and you can get cheaper ones in the two thousand. And I started looking down, going down the path of investigating. So, even spoke to. Um, went to a bike store <clears throat> and you've got to be careful which one you choose because you get your front motor ones yeah, and then you get the ones with the motor at the back on the back wheel. Yeah, yeah. The ones on the front aren't as powerful and struggle more when you go up hills. Ah. So you've just got to be careful yeah. what your use cases is yeah. and keep an eye, uh, keep, in, keep in mind the environment that you'll be riding your bike in. So. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a good call. It is mm. it is a good call. Um, but I think if you can afford it um, and you were thinking about a second car for any reason or maybe even your first car, mm. um, if it's only you, you might need, might not need to buy a car because it, 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 may, it may be cheaper for you to um, have a bike all the time type thing. And then if you need to go a longer distance, well, for that weekend, you hire a car or something but considering mm. how much money you would save on your rego and your insurance every month and the servicing of the car etc cetera, etc cetera, it would be way way cheaper to do it that way um if, if it's only you you know it's a different yeah exactly and so um but yeah so so i think it's um a really really good option and um the thing is with uh, advocates are coming out more and more for like e-bike subsidies Mm -hmm. um and also for need for better bike lanes because as you know um it's pretty dangerous out there that's for sure yeah absolutely absolutely but One anyway reasons why i don't like riding a push bike or any any manual bike like that because oh, it's not that i don't trust myself i just don't trust drivers um but is it going to get to the point where we're going to have to register bicycles um, um, to be on the road to, to pay for all those costs? And I'd, I'd be happy to pay Rego if if I got a an electric bike, if it meant that facilities got better on the roads. 
Do you know, I totally agree with you 100%. And to be honest with you, I actually do actually think that bikes should pay not a big rego, but just at yeah. least a small contribution. Yeah. Because, um, because I mean, I mean, you're using the road like anyone else, or exactly. you're using, you know, your bike lane. Um, yeah. Or if you're like a taxi the other day, you're driving in the bike lane. But, um, <laughs> right. Good on you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm in the bike lane and there's a taxi driving at me in the bike lane. I don't understand that. And, <laughs> if, and if you yell at him, they'll just get angry at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So, but, um, uh, yeah. but yeah, so I mean, in conclusion, the potential for reducing emissions with e bikes, and uh, we still need better infrastructure incentives for people to have e-bikes but uh yeah no it looks like it's definitely taking off and i think it's definitely a good idea it'd be interesting anyone that listens to the new blurt to uh find out what their um opinions are on e-bikes um it would be uh interesting how many people have them and Mm. are using them etc but i think we might do a little bit more um yeah research into it anyway um well, what do you reckon, Wentzy? We've had a we've had an interesting uh, weekend, and um, you know we've uh, just trying to you know just trying to get ahead above water a little bit. Do you think mm-hmm. we should do joke of the week? I think we need to lighten the mood a bit. All right, my friend. My brother-in-law is addicted to the hokey pokey. And anyone uh, that is joining us on the new blurt tonight, more than happy to um, take your jokes. So go yep. for it once I. All righty. A termite walks into a bar and asks the bar and asks, is the bartender here? Get it. Get it. Go on. Is the bartender here? Ah. Uh, <laughs> what do you call two octopuses that look exactly the same? Two octopuses that look exactly the same. Uh, I reckon it's got something to do with yep. ink. No, no idea. Identical. Oh. <laughs> Good one. I like that one. All right, uh, we've got one here from Vicky, um, like our avid watcher listener. What do you call a knight made of fine china? Hmm. I don't know. A knight made of fine china? I don't know. Are you ready for it? <laughs> so, very, very good. Ramic. This is, this is, yes, this is the answer. Ceramic. Nice one. I like that one. Ceramic. Very, very good. Very, very good. What does Vicky get for that? I like it. Ah, there you go. No worries. A man walks into a zoo. The only animal was a dog. It was a shit zoo. Uh, (laughs) uh, Okay. Um, What do you call a caveman's fart? <laughs> I haven't said. I don't know where you've been going to get your yeah, jokes this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Should I say that again? Yeah, I haven't said the punchline yet. Uh, what do you call a caveman's uh, fart? I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A blast know. from the past. I don't know. Ah, oh, that's just shit. I like I like the question better than the answer. Um... Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to try coming so, back online. Got one here like from uh, listener. Okay. I got the words jacuzzi and yakuza mixed up, and now I'm in hot water with the Japanese mafia. Yes, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> uh, that's a good one, Dave. Thank you. Love that one. <laughs> it is a good one. It is a very good one. All right. I was having a bad yeah, day, cool. and my friend said, at least you're not stuck in the hole in the ground full of water. I knew he meant well. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you going to do Dad's Jokes Are Us or something? What the actual? <laughs> Serious. Maybe. Where, where do you find a dog with no legs? In that Shih Tzu Zoo. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> uh no, I don't oh, know. Where would you find it? Exactly, exactly, exactly where you left it. <laughs> All right, I have one more, but I don't know how many you've got. But I have yep. one more. No, uh, this we'll is my make last that one. last. That'll kick us on to an hour, so that'll be nice. Okay. Why does a chicken coop only have two doors? Interesting. Uh, do tell. Because if it had four doors, it would be a chicken sedan. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I don't know. Oh, these were all really daggy dad ones. Yes, I could tell they were. I could definitely 100% tell that. Uh, hey, he's back. Let's see. It's, been, it's been a lot of fun, as it always is, Wednesday. Yes, yes. I am. Yes. We've we've had lots of fun with internet tonight. Most of the time actually it was all right when yeah, we actually got yeah. going. So um yeah, uh, we won't winch about that. So anyone joined us, thank you so much. Uh listen on the pod, thank you very much. Um if you voted yes in the uh referendum last weekend, thank you very much. And uh the first obviously thank you very much for that as well. Um yeah. So anyway, we'll do a bit more of a deep dive in that next week. Uh, anything correct. you wanted to say, Wendy, before we go? Um, All right, buddy. So... Awesome, as usual. We will be back. Uh, yep. You're on mute, by the way. Um, no, you're back. Um, <laughs> we'll be doing Indelible Indigenous uh, next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll do a bit of a deep dive on what happened this weekend. So we'll catch you next week. Thank you, people. Thank you, Winsai. Thank you, Vicky. Thanks, everyone. Oh, Bye.
The New Blurred is brought to you by Wensi and Kickstart, usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So, if you're interested in getting getting in touch, it's uh, blurtstar at gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off The Glass Productions, brought to you by Wincy and Kickstarter.